Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hour two rolls along here on the block, joined by one of our favorites on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, Mr. Andrew Alex. Andrew, how's it going today, man? Going well, boys. How's it in Nebraska? Going well, man. Everything's good out here. The weather's beautiful. Can't even, you know, be mad about it right now. But it could change. Nebraska's supposed to play tonight, and it's there's some uh, forecasts in the air uh, for the baseball game. So. We're hoping to, you know, that they're able to get through it. Let's just say that, Alan. Yeah, I mean, my my blessings to uh, my blessings to you guys. Nice weather here in North Carolina too. I got a uh, a twilight round of golf planned. Mm. Six twenty nine holes. Nice. Heck yes, Andrew. Well, we're on college baseball for a sec. Uh, how was the ACC this year? Who are the top teams and uh, anyone that we can look forward to in Omaha for the College World Series? Maybe. Uh, when you look at the ACC, I mean, it's hard to ignore Wake Forest in that regard. I mean, Wake spent a a lot of time as the number one team in the country. I will not lie, my 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 affinity towards ACC baseball this year has been a uh, a bumpy road as Virginia Tech, who last year made it all the way to an elimination game in the Super Regionals. Uh, they could not get it done. But, I mean, you got a lot of the usual suspects who will be uh, there. Clemson, uh, you know, came into the ACC tournament hot, hot, hot. They've won 10 in a row. Uh, UVA, a traditional baseball program, uh, you know, on a winning streak of their own. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I would look at Wake, obviously, you know, with under 10 losses on the year. And then uh, Clemson, Virginia, right behind them. And I even threw Miami into the mix. Duke was playing well. They've slid a little bit as of late. Uh, but, yeah, unfortunately, uh, coming off a big one last year, my Hokies couldn't put together a winning season this year, which I am a bit disappointed about. We're kind of in the opposite boat. We had that uh, last year for Nebraska, and they're at least above 500, but need to win the Big Ten tournament to get in. Uh, NBA playoffs tonight. Heat have a 3-1 lead over the Celtics. Does Boston make it interesting? Or did the Heat put their foot down and close it out in the next game or two? <laughs> well, you know what, Austin, man? That's an interesting question, right? Because, I mean, if you look at, like, the odds or the basketball power index on, like, any of these individual games, no matter how much Miami wins, it's like that keeps pointing in the direction that they, that each individual game is in Boston's favor. That being said, this is the National Basketball Association. And, uh, you know, it's hard. <laughs> it is hard to be a team four times in a row. Yeah. So I mean, like on an individual, you know, game to game level, like yeah, I'm always going to give Boston a shot. But I think that you know, just as parlays are less likely to hit mm-hmm. <laughs> than your average individual bet, you know, the odds of Boston coming all the way back in this thing, which, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, has never happened before in the NBA. Not down from 3-0. We've seen it happen with, with 3-1. You know, of course, we saw it last series, Boston do it. And we saw, you know, last series, or, you know, historically, of course, a few years ago with LeBron James and uh, coming back against that record-setting Golden State Warriors team. But, I mean, that being said, the series is 3-1 right now, and they came back from 3-1 last time around. So they're capable of doing it. Boston is a good basketball team. They showed themselves to be one of the best basketball teams in the NBA uh, all season long. But I don't know. I just don't think that the Jimmy Butler magic ends with that kind of slide, if you know what I mean. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like, 
the series continues, but truly the only time, the only point where I'll say, you know, it's back in Boston's favor uh, would be if it goes to game seven in Boston, which at that point, you know, all bets are off and you're going to take the team that played better all season. But for now, uh, you know, until my, my mind's not going to change until uh, the Celtics take two more. Yeah. Um, one of the things also is just what do you, you – I would say they would just have to make, basically take it quarter to quarter, minute to minute, game to game, and then don't think about any ramifications of anything other than being in the moment. That That's the way. But But what's your perspective on, you know, how – to approach it when you're looking at this type of uh, seemingly insurmountable uh, odds that you have to, uh, to take? Well, I think from the perspective of uh, both teams, I mean, you, you do really just have to take it something resembling game by game. I mean, at the end of the day, right. It's the, the sheer nature of what you're trying to accomplish if you're the Boston Celtics, something that is historic. And yes, it's the eight seed, but it's an eight seed that's been playing, you know, so unbelievably well over the course of the last few series. So if you look at it like the mountain, then, you know, that might honestly affect your perspective in a negative way. And of course, like it's, it's hard to completely block that out. But, you know, as a coach would say, you know, you just got to go in and control what you can control, right? Not just, uh, you know, take it even game by game, but take it possession by possession, mm-hmm. right? Like, because, you know, ultimately, and I think this is a quote that I'm stealing, but because I don't think I'm bright enough to come up with this myself, but it rings true. Like, who is the, 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 the worst player? Right, the player that chucks up a bad shot. No, you know, of course, basketball. You know, you're going to chuck the bad shot, or you're going to have a stupid turnover. But if you're all up in your head, dogging yourself, and you play sloppy on the defensive end next three series, well, then you're doing more harm as a result of the harm than you are, like, from the actual, you know, original sin committed. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, you know, if you're Boston, like, yeah, there's a long road ahead. But if you can take it, you know, possession by possession, quarter by quarter, game by game, like in each of those individual you know, points of focus, you can go in knowing that you're a good basketball team and that you earned the one seed and that, you know, you're capable of winning these little segments. And if you get enough of those in a row, you know, suddenly you start to pick up momentum because let's not discount, you know, if Boston gets something rolling here, you know, say they win tonight, then you're Miami, and it's like, oh, no, right? And then you have an incredible amount of pressure that you're putting on yourself in that game six. Yeah. Back in Miami, knowing that you got to go back to Boston and then mm-hmm. all that. So for both teams, it is imperative to, you know, truly – live in the moment and not let the magnitude and the gravity of the situation uh, take hold because ultimately at the end of the day, 
uh, you know, that kind of pressure, if you let it affect you, is going to have a negative impact one way or the other. You mentioned looking at the 3-1 deficit as a mountain for Boston. The Heat are, you know, one step away from that fourth win. And regardless of which team wins the series, they will be climbing the mountains to face the Denver Nuggets a mile up there in Denver. What do you make of Denver's uh, sweep of the Lakers and what they, they're going to be doing here in their time between the end of uh, their series and the start of the finals? <laughs> well, first of all, Austin, the, the, the little mountain uh, transition there, that was beautiful sports thank talk you. radio. And I, I really, you know, as a radio savant, I appreciate that. So pat yourself on the back. But um, yeah, look, I mean, Denver kind of showed what what we've been talking about here, uh, you know, over the course of the last couple of months, as we were going into the playoffs and early on in the playoffs, the West was always Denver and then everybody else. The West was always a bunch of uh, imperfect teams, uh, you know, it seems that had something going for it and then, you know, a fatal flaw. And then there was Denver, who despite the, you know, they're not just the most well-rounded team. They have the best player in the NBA. And you might not know that if you're the average Joe walking into the sports bar come game one of the NBA Finals. But it's true. Nikola Jokic is the two-time NBA MVP, and the range and versatility that he has for a player of his size is, you know, it's hard to – I mean, it's obviously hard to come up with a solution because it doesn't seem like anyone has effectively been able to do that, uh, you know, over the course of this season and even dating back uh, into the last couple seasons. So, you know, Denver, what they bring to the table uh, with limited resources as a small market team, I find to be, uh, you know, particularly impressive. And of course, you know, obviously you have Jokic, but then Jamal Murray is a certified NBA star. Uh, you know, they bring back Michael Porter, maybe pay him a little bit more uh, than he's worth on paper, but it is what it is. But, you know, they have, they have six guys that can get a bucket for you on that team and, and two dudes who are, you know, darn near automatic, <laughs> including, of course, the, you know, the MVP of the league who is averaging 30, a 30 point triple double this postseason, like 29.9, 10, and 13 with 10 being the assist, 13 being the rebounds. Uh, you know, with that, plus the rest, plus, and I don't know, and, and Strick, I'll actually ask you about this because I'm curious how much of an impact that it has. You're going to have a, unless Miami can take care of business tonight, then that kind of equalizes it to an extent. Mm-hmm. But let's just say this goes into 67. Boston just played seven. Miami just played six. Denver's been cruising this entire postseason. You then have to go into the altitude. <laughs> like, That's what I just said. You're already tired and yeah. the altitude with one team, used to one team. Does that actually have an impact? You played basketball games in Denver. Break that down for me. Is that a myth? Is that an urban legend? Or is that something that actually needs to be considered? Well, so that's the thing. I mean, <clears throat> if I'm Miami, I'm trying to end this tonight. So I can get rested, revamped, and ready because it's going to take a valiant effort to go up one travel. And the sooner they win, the earlier they can get into altitude and be accustomed to it, right? 
that that's yeah. the key. You 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 know, the longer this see this this um this series strings out, the longer they don't have time to get into Denver. Like if I'm if I'm the coach, I take the next night off. We don't do nothing, maybe watch some film on Denver, walk around, shoot some free throws, and get on a plane and get into Denver as soon as possible. That's what I'm trying to do because you want to be there long enough to get acclimated to the to the uh, the altitude. Yeah, I mean, I, I really uh, I, I couldn't agree more. That's going to be a yeah. factor, but uh, I it's mean, going right to definitely now, be a factor. Today, You've got four games, Andrew. You got four games. You so this this was the best thing that Denver did for themselves is to put themselves in this in this position to have home court advantage because it is an advantage. The way that they run, the pressure did you did you understand that every time Jokic was guarded by LeBron and he put that body on him, you see how slow he was to to get down the court? He was tired. On top of trying to have to uh, execute and take his team and put him on the shoulders, he was tired. And that's what happens, man. When you get up there and you start banging with that body, and they used to that stuff. Shh. Let me let me be quiet. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely agree, which is why I mean, I'll from what I've seen and knowing the circumstances and and you know the the relative ease that I mean, Denver obviously like winners is six in a row and they've lost three playoffs. This they're twelve and three in the playoffs so far, and you know the fact that Boston. You know, even had a little bit of trouble with Atlanta. Uh, you know, Miami. You know, there's going to be the the tiredness factor. Uh, I, I'd be curious to see uh, how, if at all, uh, effective Bam could be against Jokic. And then, and then, you know, I, I don't see. A, it's just a total mismatch, one way or the other. Like with his mere presence on the court. I mean, I. It's hard for me not to look at Denver as the favorite uh, in that series, regardless of who they match up with. Andrew, we'll let you go with this. Our discussion last segment uh, was about burner accounts. Give us one professional athlete who, in your mind, 100% has a burner account on Twitter. Ooh, one professional athlete with a burner account. Uh, Patrick Reed, the golfer. Ooh, Mm. that didn't come up. Explain. Uh, because he's just like everyone hates on him. Like he, he's clearly a uh, a bit of an a hole, as they'd say. And uh, he, you know, he's petty, and everyone's out to get him. So there's no way that he is not letting that be expressed. Either he has a burner account. I bet you, either he has one or his crazy wife does. plenty to go around in that family apparently andrew as always we appreciate the insight uh get your weekend started early if you can tomorrow if not have a great one we'll talk next week yeah we'll make it happen boys always a pleasure to uh hang out on the block go big red yes sir there he is andrew alex with us uh as he always is on thursdays appreciate him Time for us to start stepping out of the way. We'll take a step to the side, welcoming the old school crew for the crossover to wrap up on the block after this.